Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Hey friends, welcome back to the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. I'm Kristen Dovniak, and today I'm digging into part four of my six-part intuitive eating summer series. If you haven't listened to part one, all about ditching diets and making peace with food, part two, all about the satisfaction factor and the food police, or part three, about hunger and fullness, I encourage you to go listen to those first. My aim with this series is to give you short and sweet practical advice to begin to implement the 10 principles of intuitive intuitive eating into your life. Once you're done listening to those, come right back here. Today is a good one. I'm Kristen Dovniak, holistic nutritionist and mama of two, and this is the Healthy Balance Mama podcast, where I believe every mama is a super mama, and you deserve to feel like one too, and you don't need to go on another diet to do it. This is a podcast about ditching the diet dogma, embracing intuitive eating, real food, and living healthy, happy, and whole. Today we are doing a deeper dive into principle seven, cope with your emotions without using food. Now, I already have an episode where I talked about emotional eating as it relates to stress. That's episode 23 if you're interested, and I will also put that in the show notes. But today we're going to focus in a more broad way on using food as a coping mechanism for a variety of emotions in our life. We all experience emotions like stress and anxiety, anger, loneliness, and boredom, and each one has its own set of triggers for what makes us tick. And we all have ways to cope with these feelings, both healthy and unhealthy. If you've ever experienced these emotions and felt like you used food to cope with them, this episode is for you. Food is an easy fix. We all need it. Most of us enjoy it, and it's readily available and accepted, unlike drugs or even alcohol or any of the other unhealthy coping coping mechanisms we might use to drone out our feelings. So if you've ever said or heard someone say something along the lines of, Ugh, I just, I just need a brownie right now, that will make me feel better. Do you, though? I mean, you might want the brownie, and that is perfectly fine. But if the brownie is a stand-in for dealing with whatever emotions you're experiencing, that's where we tend to go astray. When we are consistently using food as pleasure without regard to physical sensations of hunger and fullness or nourishment, that's when food becomes a problem. And it's not that food is the problem at all. It's simply not the fix. It's normal that food has emotional associations. We are emotional beings, and God made food as one of life's simple pleasures. At least that's what I believe. The intuitive eating book actually points out that food becomes emotional the first time a baby is led to the breast or bottle to quell his crying. 
I would say that's pretty emotional, right? There's nothing wrong with eating with emotion. And sometimes we have experiences where food is our only friend. And it's okay to recognize those experiences and thank food for being there with you. I know it might sound silly, and it's not how we should always live, but food is filled with love and comfort. It can be rewarding, and sometimes it is the reward for a hard period of time. Recognizing this and the way food has served you in the past is important. It's when we are consistently eating instead of feeling our emotions where food can lose its true value. What's even harder is when eating itself stirs up emotions like guilt and shame. Sometimes when we're stuck in the diet cycle and dealing with something completely unrelated to food, we turn to food for self-punishment or because we would rather feel the guilt and shame of eating what we're not supposed to, you can't see me but I'm doing air quotes, instead of dealing with our true feelings. This is why working on the other principles of intuitive eating, especially ditching the diet mentality, making peace with food, and allowing unconditional permission to eat are really, really important. The more tuned in we are to our body, the easier it is to recognize when emotions are popping up that may or may not be related to the actual food itself. I love the example the intuitive eating book uses for food guilt. When their clients say, I feel guilty because I ate, they ask, did you steal that food? Did you steal money to get that food? Of course not, is usually the answer. It's an easy way to see that guilt over our food choices is unnecessary. Even if we made a choice that didn't serve us unless we stole the food, it's not a bad decision. One choice will not sabotage sabotage our entire health, our entire body, or our relationship with food. Studies have actually shown that even if you feel immediate comfort from a food, the feelings of guilt and shame around eating that food wipe out the initial relief. It's a fruitless cycle. Becoming an intuitive eater means you can choose gentleness over guilt, finding ways to cope outside of using food. So let's further define emotional eating and talk about ways you might be using food to cope. Emotional eating is using food to cope with feelings in a variety of ways, not in a response to biological hunger. This is an important distinction. Choosing what you want to eat when you're hungry is not emotional eating. That's choosing satisfying foods. So why do we eat emotionally? There's stress or anxiety like we talked about in episode 23, looking for comfort from the stress of life. But loneliness is another reason we might use to comfort. There's also boredom and anger, which could also be reasons for turning to food. We all have unique reasons that we turn to food in place of our emotions or to cope with our emotions. Starting to dig in and noticing patterns in our eating for emotional reasons is the first step to starting to tackle this aspect of intuitive eating. So how do we practically begin the process of choosing food for physical rather than emotional reasons? Remember, the steps we have discussed are important first. We talked about the first five principles, making peace with food, identifying true hunger, and choosing satisfying foods being incredibly important. In this case, especially, so you can recognize when you're not eating out of hunger or you're seeking satisfaction because you don't allow satisfaction otherwise, oftentimes because you haven't yet made peace with food. So I hope that's clear that working on those first five principles are really important before you start digging in to dealing with emotional eating. So practical tips. Number one, identify why you're using food to cope. There are different levels of emotional eating from sensory gratification all the way down to comfort. Identifying why you're using food to cope is important. What do you want out of the food? Comfort, satisfaction, distraction? Are you punishing bad behavior with eating food that you deem bad? 
So number two would be then to identify what you're using food to cope with. This is often not as clear cut as why you're using food to cope. You might know that I want comfort or I want to be distracted, but why? This might require digging deep, and if it's a consistent, deep-seated habit, it might be very well worthwhile talking to a professional to get to the root of what you're going through. Beyond listening to the podcast, beyond going to see an intuitive eating counselor, you might need a therapist for this. Number three, noticing emotional triggers that cause eating outside of hunger, like boredom, procrastination, or specific life events, like getting into a fight with your spouse, having a hard day with the kids, or an exhausting day at work. And then number four, begin to ask yourself questions when you're feeling the desire to eat. Am I biologically hungry? What am I feeling? And most importantly, what do I really need? When we determine these things, we can move forward in fulfilling our needs outside of food. That is a wrap of part four. We only have two more episodes in this series for you. I've been getting some great feedback on it, and I truly hope you're enjoying it as much as I am enjoying sharing more about this framework with you. Remember, if you have follow-up questions for my end-of-series Q&A, email me, chris at healthymamachris.com. And don't forget to screenshot this episode. Tag me on Instagram and Facebook at healthymamachris with the progress you're making. I want to hear how intuitive eating is working for you. Remember as well that I'm always here for one-on-one intuitive eating and nutrition coaching. I only have a couple spots left this month, um, so head to my website to book a free 45-minute discovery session to decide if working together is the next step in your food freedom journey, healthymamachris.com. Thank you, friends, so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. I truly hope it encouraged and inspired you today to live a healthier life without restriction. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you do me a huge favor and give it a star rating and review in iTunes? Every rating, review, and subscribe helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear it. You can find me, Kristen, on Instagram and Facebook at Healthy Mama Chris or on my website, HealthyMamaChris.com. And don't forget to join us in the newly launched Supermama Society, a monthly membership to help you tune in to your intuition and nourish yourself without restriction to live like the Supermama I know you are. As a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are intended for information and inspiration only and are not a substitute for professional medical advice or treatment. Please consult with your healthcare practitioner before making any changes. Have a beautiful day, friends.